Introducing the Dear Food Podcast with your host, Julia Fixie. Join me as I explore the complex relationship between food, emotions, and spirituality. If you struggle with overeating, weight gain, or food addiction, this podcast is for you. Episodes will feature practical tips, inspiring stories, and expert interviews to help you shatter food strongholds to achieve lasting health and joy. Without further delay, here is another episode of the Dear Food Podcast. What is the Dear Food Program? Well, the Dear Food Program is a healthy eating Bible study that is designed to help you overcome food strongholds, food addiction, and other food challenges through workbook exercises, prayer, Bible study, and reflection. You and the Lord will meet together and talk about why you're eating the way you're eating, not just what you're eating. So many diets focus on the food right from the start. In this program, we'll start by cultivating a healthy mind, a healthy response to emotions, and a healthy spiritual life. Because if we're trying to lose weight without a healthy mind, healthy emotional state, and healthy spiritual life, we may be compounding harm to our emotions, our mind, our body. And aren't we tired of doing things that are destructive to our mind, body, and spirit? Let's do things a new way. Let's start with our hearts and work out. And let's go to God and ask what this new way of discovering a healthy living path looks like for each one of us individually. What this program is not. This program is not going to tell you what to eat and what not to eat. I'm not telling you to stop eating and I'm not telling you to fast. I'm not saying this food is bad and this food is good. None of that. Healthy eating and healthy nutrition is important. Food is a gift from God and we need to eat. We're not starving ourselves. We are not feeling shame for eating. How many of you, like me, feel ashamed no matter what you eat? So much shame around food, right? This is a result of diet culture. Years and years of one program after another, making us feel bad for eating too many grapes or too much cottage cheese. We're going to rewrite our food story and make space for a new teaching from the Lord, which is a teaching of victory in Jesus, restoring our understanding that God loves us and he created us and he knows how to help us flourish as we are now, as is possible for you and me today. The goal is to inwardly be renewed day by day. And as we're renewed from the inside, watch what happens to our outside. This may or may not be reflected in a weight loss. It could be, and it often is. But we also gain priceless benefits we never dreamed of and couldn't imagine possible, like peace and emotional well-being. God's goodness is remarkable. And you'll see as you go through the program that this journey is less about us and so much more about the amazing goodness and care the Lord provides as we depend on him to help us with each next step. As a result, you'll quickly see that this program is not a standard one-size-fits-all plan because the truth is one size doesn't fit all no matter what the sticker says. Your body, your experiences, your likes and dislikes, capabilities, and capacities are unique to you and so should be your eating. You don't need another one-size-fits-all diet culture program that seems to work for everyone but you. Instead, you're going to create a personalized plan yourself with the Lord by your side. How exciting is that? Throughout the process, you'll discover why you overeat unhealthy food and what emotions are driving you to eat as a salve 
eating as a form of fixing, and using food as a solution instead of nutrition. You'll also discover healthy ways to resolve powerful emotions without using unhealthy food and eating practices to make you feel better. What's my role in all this? Well, I'm not your doctor. I'm not your nutritionist or your therapist. Those jobs are reserved for the people in your life who do that professionally. My goal is to be your cheerleader and to help you understand why and how you might be sabotaging yourself so that you can't succeed at their instructions and your own personal health goals. This book can definitely be done in tandem with a doctor or nutritionist or therapist. Let's talk about workbook one. Workbook one is about figuring out our emotions and our food and how in our day-to-day life to put God first and food second. Why? Because if we've shifted food from what it was intended to be, nutrition, and made food the solution to life's ups and downs, in time, food ceased to be the solution and transitioned into the biggest problem of all because now it's inhibiting our health, our life, our relationships, and blocking our relationship with God, which we never even considered could happen as a result of overeating. How does food function as a barricade between us and the Lord? Well, when we have an emotion, a problem, a life issue, and the first thing we do is say, oh, I need some chocolate, or a bowl of ice cream would be really great after a long day, or oh, a bag of chips will really help me feel better. It doesn't seem like a big deal at first bite, but what we're doing is we're pushing God out of the way and moving food into the first place to help us survive daily life. We may plan to go to Jesus for help after our ice cream, and sometimes we do. But a lot of times after we're numbed out by food, we don't even remember to go to him at all. And thus we miss all of his goodness and blessings. So this program will help you untangle the food emotion God knotted ball of yarn and implement attainable and sustainable practices that put food back in its place, its proper place, and God in his. This doesn't mean that we won't eat. It doesn't mean that we won't have the bowl of ice cream we crave. In fact, we may decide to have ice cream after we pray. That's not the point. The point is to include God first in our lives as our helper and Lord, and then consider what we will or won't eat for nutritional purposes. As a result, we can stop relying on food for what it can't provide and was never meant to provide. And then we can seek the Lord for support, wisdom, and comfort, looking to him first when life hits hard. I can't wait to hear how he works in yours and the victories you'll experience as you go through and progress through Workbook One. And if we mess up, well, we're going to learn how to begin to remove shame from our life. Food, guilt, and shame can really settle into our spirit, mind, and heart, so much so that we shut down and we don't want to deal with it anymore. And we go right to the food to numb out the shame. We block out our shame with more food. In Dear Food, together we're going to work on removing that shame and erasing that guilt with Jesus so we can make a healthy eating plan that fits our day-to-day, moment-by-moment, real life in real time. And learn that shame has no part in the process because Jesus already took our shame and gave us the victory. Oh, did I mention we're going to practice living in victory? Yeah, we are. Book two is about what we do next. It's a Bible study designed to give you 10 power tools for lasting food freedom. Because when we stop using food as a drug, we need to discover a healthy replacement and healthy replacement options for soothing, coping, and fostering our health and well-being. Unhealthy food, especially addictive foods, can leave a void when they're gone. So how do we fill the void in a healthy way? How do we maintain the progress that we've already made? 
Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me has 10 power tools to help you get started with that. Workbook two is a really helpful, really practical book, but it is step two, so you'll need to have read book one for it to work as effectively as it's intended. Book three. In Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, book three, we're actually going to start talking about food. I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a doctor, so you're not going to get from me a list of foods that you should eat or shouldn't eat. Why? Because what you should eat is different from what another woman in your Bible study should eat. And who decides what we should eat? Well, we do. Ultimately, we are going to decide what goes in our mouth and what doesn't. So that's what book three is about, figuring out that we don't need the latest diet fad to tell us what we should and shouldn't eat. We may have people like doctors telling us what not to eat and what to eat, and we should take that very seriously. But no matter what they say or prescribe, ultimately, we have the brain and the hand that puts food in our mouth. And so we want to figure out with the Lord an authentic way to do that well so that we're honoring the body he gave us, the body gift, the body we have. We're going to do all this with the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus guiding us and counseling us because he promises to give us wisdom. He promises to tell us what to do without judging us, unlike many of the diet programs I've been on. I'm ready to do this a new way, and I'm ready to do it with the Lord by my side. So to wrap up, as we go through the Dear Food program together, we're going to learn how to live and flourish as best we can with what we have with the Lord by our side. We're going to figure out what emotions are interfering with our head and our spiritual life and driving us to eat food that's interfering with our relationship with God so that we can hear and follow him first and watch the remarkable result. Then we'll figure out how to maintain our victories and we're going to finally banish shame. God has conquered the grave so that we can have life and have it abundantly. I really want you to succeed at an abundant life. And that's a spiritual biblical concept that Jesus came, that we could have life and have it to the full. Sometimes we get so caught up with an abundant table, we miss out on an abundant life. Let's ask ourselves, are we missing out on an abundant life because we're so focused on this abundant table of food? Is it bad to have an abundant table of food? Of course not. But that table can be incredibly distracting and addictive and take us away from living an abundant life because while food is important, there is much more to life than food. Let's shift our focus from an abundant table to an abundant life. We can do this. We can take our eyes off the comfort and beauty of an abundant table and shift our priority to the abundant life well lived in ways that extend far beyond the cuisine we consume. Thank you so much for being here and taking this journey with me. I look forward to hearing how it goes for you. Know that I love to pray for you. So if you want to send me an email, I'd be glad to respond and pray for you. And I want to know how you're doing. Let me know what the Lord is teaching you. Check everything against scripture, ladies. We want to make sure that the thoughts that we're having match up to God's word. If you're not sure how to do this, there's a sheet in book one on page 118 to 119 that allows you to write down your thoughts and compare it to scripture. Check your thoughts about food and wellness and health and look to the Bible to see if that thought is true or a lie because old lies can linger and we're living in the truth, joy, and victory of Jesus. It's time to get your victory. What does that look like? Well, grab your Dear Food Workbook 1 and find out. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Dear Food Podcast. 
with your host, Julia Fixie. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms to never miss an episode. And if you're struggling with food and seeking lasting health and joy, be sure to grab a copy of Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, available on Amazon. Join our community and get involved by visiting our website and signing up for our newsletter. Let's break food strongholds together.